0: our special guest that we'll introduce in the episode and I I know each other from college and we went out one time with a few mutual friends. Uh, We went to this trashy basement bar called Bricks, which is always sticky and dark, but you know, great, a great time if that's what you're looking for. And one of our friends was denied entrance to the bar. And I have in the entire time I was going out to bars age in college, I have never seen somebody rejected from getting in. You we know. had been to many other bars. We, we, we were, had been drinking. We yes. were
1: ending the night at like the grossest bar in East Lansing. Yes. Everyone knows it. The only reason you don't get into a bar in East Lansing is like if you are not 21, like if you have a fake ID, they exactly. might turn you away. This bar doesn't even turn away fake IDs. No.
0: Hey, Hannah. Like, technically, Hannah didn't use a fake ID, but she did go to Rick's underage. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So for someone to, like, be turned away because they were too drunk is saying a lot. <laughs> and that, that bouncer was judging hard this is a gross basement bar and yeah. the cover person is like at the bottom of the stairs which are very <laughs> scary to go down when yeah you're already really drunk <laughs> oh yeah yeah but yeah like our friend who was out with us she kept trying to give her money to the id taker at the door and he gave her like two chances He gave her he more like,
0: than one chance and then we he was like i can't let her in so we had to get her a ride home and send her home but then he let us, he let us cut the line. He did let back. us cut the line, which was nice. Yeah, Cause
1: we were like, can we call her an Uber and then come in? And he's like, yeah, sure. Just like come in the like side of the line. Like the VIP
0: line. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, wow.
1: Such You're a like, gentleman. <laughs>
0: fantastic. It was like, we just wanted to go dancing. That's all. The reason we wanted to go there is cause it was like at the end of the night and we're like, let's just go, we just want to dance, you know, just have some fun and I don't think we even bought any drinks once we no, were there. No, we I think just we got waters dance. and danced and that was it. Yeah,
1: but yeah. like our friend couldn't hold it together to get no. down the
0: stairs. <laughs> I've never seen someone get rejected from this bar ever. So that the judgment was strong. Yeah, <laughs> it was strong. God, that time. I remember the first time, maybe one of the only times that I went out with you and Alyssa and I don't remember who else, maybe I think one of their coworkers and, We were walking over because you guys didn't live too far from us in Uh the house you guys lived in. Yeah, we lived on Stoddard. But we were walking over there and Alyssa goes, I picked the wrong shoes. She wore shoes that had no grip whatsoever. And it was it was like winter. It was was kind of icy out. It was icy, and she slept like twice just trying to get to your house completely (laughs) sober. I wasn't I wasn't I had nothing to drink. I was I just tripped anyway.
1: I think you were coming to pregame yeah
0: walk yeah. to the bar yeah and, the and we literally walked and like we got into your we walked out of your house went down the driveway Alyssa almost face planted so hard oh and then remember we got blaze or something after pizza, pizza? we pizza. You rolled in the pizza box and you just <laughs> ate it i saved the pizza I the fell over. Fine. <laughs> I was fine, but the p- I saved the pizza. That was the most important thing. I fell back. I landed on my back, but the pizza stayed upright, and the pizza was good. So all was fine. That's God. all that matters. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, the funny thing was like, we, you didn't even like drink that much that night. It was no. just simply for the fact that your shoes like had no grip yeah, whatsoever. I, <laughs> I think I had like two drinks or something. Like I just drank a little bit, but I just like, just because the shoes were slippery and it was icy. I just like, I had bad balance anyway. Like I'll fall just in normal shoes and not, not ice. So it was a, a recipe for disaster. Welcome. This is Research Ranker Pete, and it is Spooky Season. I am your co-host, Alyssa. This is co-host, Hannah. And today, or should I say tonight, on the Spooky Night, we have a special guest. This is Abby. I am Alyssa and
1: Hannah's friend from college. Um, Alyssa and I used to work together, and Hannah used to drive us home from the bar (laughs) when we would go out before she was 21
0: great time <laughs> hannah was the best designated driver who couldn't For come sure. out with us she just roll up and pick us up
1: <laughs> and yeah one had... time we stopped and got ice cream at that little like corner store we did that's
0: great <laughs> we did get ice cream i do remember that i think you came and picked us up from from that corner store probably we probably <laughs> we probably paid you with ice cream probably which is fair payment I don't need anything more than that we probably did yeah we have uh, bonded over caramel iced coffees working in a hot greenhouse great times and then yeah then we became friends and you've actually heard of this person before it's the person who was wedding I was in where I burned my ass <laughs> a great time yeah. <laughs> I did hear you tell that story on the podcast yes
1: I'm still sorry that
0: that- <laughs> hey it's it's not your fault and it was it was completely accidental and it's healed oh. it's healed we're all good yeah all right <laughs> everything's fine but that is still one of my favorite stories so this is this is the relation between us yes we also have um me and abby had the same birthday yeah yes. which it's actually the day the podcast comes out
1: hannah and i bonded over that when yes. we first met because the first time Alyssa came to the bar with me was my 21st birthday so it was a great time and then she had to leave to go celebrate Hannah's birthday and I, I salty, did
0: but it's fine yeah yeah we do we go to Rama is that yeah. that right yeah good times good times at Rama this episode's coming out right around Halloween we couldn't not do a full-fledged Halloween episode last week we ranked office Halloween episodes but now mm-hmm. we're going full in halloween movies we'll have a selection of movies that we are going to talk about fortunately we couldn't do all of them because it's halloween we all decided to dress up as characters for fun you know because why not and since we're on zoom we went for things that were like chest up hannah would you like to start yeah i uh well i was gonna do snape from harry potter and that didn't pan out so i decided to go to trek good old trek
1: Complete with green face paint and all. Yep.
0: <laughs> so I wanted to go as a character from one of the movies that we watched. And I figured the easiest one would be to be Sally from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Spoiler, we're doing The Nightmare Before Christmas, but I don't really think it's that much of a surprise. I've got some spray painted orange dirty hair that I haven't washed in a few days and some blue face paint and some some makeup and some some stitches going on, you know, all great.
1: And I went for, like, a creepy scarecrow outfit, not necessarily a movie character, but I've got, like, a flannel and some, like, straw stuck in places and some, like, patches on my face and face paint. Fun stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. All right. So in preparation for uh, my costume, I only had one day off work and school. And I went to a shopping plaza that has like a million stores. And I went in Target. I got my um, sweater I was wearing and the headbands. And then I went in Joann fabrics and got the stuff. And I wanted to get the candles to put in the ears. Because like, you know, in Shrek, he pulls out the, his earwax and like makes it into a candle. I was like, that'd yes. be funny. Couldn't find the candles anywhere. Like just like the stick, those long stick candles. So I went into a dollar store. And I literally just bought the pack of candles. It was a two-pack of candles. I get in line. There's like three people behind me, and I put the candles on the. And I always feel dumb putting candles like one thing on a conveyor belt for the cashier to rain <laughs> up because it just looks stupid. Like it just is dumb. And I kind of like walked it up and just set it down and he was like, he looked down at it and then he looked at me and he's like, is this all you're getting? (sighs) And I said, um, yeah. So I was like, I, you know, he goes, you literally just walked around this whole store to buy two candles (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. And there was a lady behind me who started like laughing. And I was like, I just feel so attacked right now. And he literally would not stop talking about it. Like he was ringing me up. He took forever to ring me up. It was one item. It wasn't even a dollar. It was like 99 cents. He was like, I can't believe you walked around the whole store just to buy these candles. He goes, what are they for? And I was like, first off, oh, I don't no. need to explain myself. I was like, second, how am I supposed to tell him it's for a podcast so I can put candles in my ears to be Shrek like how do you explain that to a random man and an audience of people watching behind you and I said oh you know it's I just needed candles for uh for like a dinner thing (laughs) like a dinner party thing he's like oh okay yeah and he literally like the entire time he was ringing me up he would not stop talking about it and I was like I don't need your judgment so unnecessarily judgmental and then he's like did you want a bag for that and I was like no (laughs) I will take my candles and go Jeez, why do you have to be so judgy about it? Oh, no. Just sell me the damn candles. Yeah. I know. I was like, I'm purchasing something at your store. Like, can we just move on with it? You're like, I could get my candles elsewhere if this is a problem. I don't really go to the dollar store much and I don't think I'll be going back now. Lost my no. business. Yeah, That guy was rude. We have a mean <laughs> Yelp review. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. What- First, we do have a, a little segment. We on a previous episode did speed ranking and we really liked it. So now anytime we have a guest, we want them to speed rank a category of our choice. The theme this week or this episode, I should say, is fall activities. So Abby, your job is I'm going to give you a list of a few fall activities and I just want you to speed rank them worst to best. Okay. All right. Here are your options. Cider mill. Okay. Fall baking. College football tailgating. Hunting. And pumpkin carving. Okay.
1: Speed ranking. Me personally, I'm going to put college football tailgating at the bottom. I don't really do it anymore. It's always just like a big drunk fest anyway. Next up from that would be hunting. Background. My husband and I deer hunt in the fall. And that's what our whole world revolves around begrudgingly from me. So that's next. (laughs) Then fall baking, then cider mill, then pumpkin carving. It's like my favorite Halloween activity.
0: Nice. Yeah. Great. Excellent. Good work. Mm -hmm. Thanks. But anytime we have a guest, make them speed rank something, you know, get you warmed up, get you like in the mindset. In the right field. Thing. Exactly. Oh,
1: love it. What's your guys' favorite of those
0: five? Oh I'd probably have to say at this point in my life, probably Cider Mill. Like going to Yates and just like getting donuts and cider. I mean, I liked to tailgate when I was in college, but I agree with you. Now I'm like it's it's just like a hangover waiting to happen and it's you know, whatever. <laughs> probably say either cider mill or baking like fall baking Mm -hmm. i've already made some like fall dessert stuff i'm gonna make apple crisp either tomorrow or saturday so i'm like i'm in that mindset right now so i'd say Mm -hmm. one of those two Mm -hmm. i love baking okay so halloween movies i feel like halloween is the little sibling to christmas movies where there is a lot of them, but they're not as, like, well-known and well-loved as Christmas movies are. Sadly. Yes. But here's here's the thing with, with what we're doing. Hannah, we, as we know, hate scary things. Abby also does not like scary things. I tolerate scary things. So we are not doing any scary Halloween movies. We're not doing Halloween. Not doing Scream. I mean, at some point we might. Yeah, but like I would have to really commit because I'll probably not sleep for the entire like month I'm watching those movies. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's too real. I-
1: you'd have to can't count me
0: out from a horror <laughs> movie ranking. We won't bring you back for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we have five movies prepared, a selection of movies that we all kind of picked and cho- chose from from various time periods, different levels of. Halloween ness. Some of them don't actually take place in Halloween, but they're still Halloween movies. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah, they're like Halloween adjacent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, are we ready to get into our first movie? Yeah. And I think it's your movie, right? It is my movie. Okay. So, our first movie is going to be Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <gasps> Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> it was released in 1988. It's surprisingly rated PG but I guess it was the 80s, so sure. And it has an, a runtime of an hour and 32 minutes. So Beetlejuice was directed by Tim Burton, who is a pretty notorious, like, spooky, uh, weird director. He did one of the other movies that's going to be on this list. It had a budget of $15 million, made $73 million in sales, so it, it out, like, exceeded expectations. And it's also kind of become, like, a cult classic film as well so it won an academy award for best makeup it also spawned an animated tv show which ran from 1989 to 1991 and a 2018 stage musical winona Ryder is in this movie and she would end up working with tim burton more than once But the role of um, Lydia, was her character, was first offered to Sarah Jessica Parker, Brooke Shields, Laurie Lawton, Molly Ringwald, and Alyssa Milano, and they all turned it down. And so the original script of the movie was written by this guy named Michael McDowell. And it was really, really dark. Like, they, it was a lot darker. It wasn't as comedic. And they had to adjust some things because the studio was not okay with it. And he ended up leaving the film because of creative differences. But some of the original stuff still remains. But it was going to be a, a lot darker and not as funny. It has an... on Rotten Tomatoes, a 70 out of 100 on Metacritic and got generally good reviews. And then lastly, uh, Michael Keaton, who plays Beetlejuice, it is said that he ad-libbed 90% of his lines in the film. And he's actually only in about 15 minutes of the film Mm -hmm. being the star and titular character. So Hannah and I are doing our favorite thing where we make our own summaries of the films and clearly they're super accurate and they always... um, are great summaries of the movies. So I have mine prepared. In this surprisingly stacked cast, a couple must try to haunt the new homeowners of their house after they die. Moira Rose, the principal from Ferris Bueller, enjoys buyers move in and change everything. Things may be outdated and the effects look like they came out of the 80s because they did come out of the 80s, but creepy, gross Batman appears and causes unforgettable mischief. Say his name three times like Bloody Mary, and maybe he'll appear in the mirror. All right, it was fantastic. Thank you. That was great. Love it. Okay, like, I'm going to confess, I don't think I've actually ever seen this movie all the way through until this time. Because I was watching it, and I remembered parts, like, I remembered the dinner scene where they're all singing dancing and sitting around the table and all that but i don't remember like 90 percent of this movie so i watched it on tv for the first time like maybe 10 years ago but it's it is a movie i have not seen as much as some of the other movies on this list Mm -hmm.
1: for sure yeah same here i actually saw this movie for the first time like my senior year of college like one of my roommates put it on Mm -hmm. and I was like oh this is a really good Halloween movie why haven't I seen this before right (laughs) I love Halloween so yeah
0: because I didn't even know they were I didn't realize they died (laughs) Like like I realized once I watched the movie for this time but I didn't know that was like the main plot of the movie so I was surprised like what you mentioned that Beetlejuice is only in what you said 15 minutes yeah I think it says a lot that he makes like such a lasting impression having like having spent so little time in the movie because Mm -hmm. like when I think of that film I can picture him and I know like what his character is and what he's like another thing I, I forgot I wanted to mention but I didn't write it down is that the budget for special effects for this movie was like less than a million so Tim Burton like intentionally made it look bad have that sort of like feel to the movie so I mean you can definitely tell that at in some points, like, the, the effects clearly are not, like, super great mm-hmm. compared to more, like, today's standards, for sure. But also, it came out, like, almost 30 years ago. So, of course, it's not going to be amazing.
1: Yeah. I, like, I don't mind the special effects because it's, like, it adds, like, comedy a little bit.
0: hmm yeah, I really liked the the model, like when they would shrink down to be in like the model of the town. I thought mm-hmm. all that stuff is really cool. Like when they had to dig the grave, they were like digging through cardboard and like other materials, like cork and stuff to get down there. I thought that yeah, was really I cool. noticed that too.
1: Some things I wrote down while watching this movie, it's like, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but so like all of the people that are like working in the help office They all, like, killed themselves?
0: I kind of (laughs) was getting that impression, yeah. Yeah.
1: And then the Otho guy, when he's, like, at dinner with them all, he's like, well, careful. Apparently, those who commit suicide are end up as civil servants on the other side. And it's like, (laughs) they actually are, because they're all, like, working at the help center. Right. Yeah. I thought that was really funny, and I didn't notice that the first time I watched this movie. I also yeah. wrote down that Lydia is a whole vibe. Yes. <laughs> I, did. I did too. I did too. Yes. Yeah. And but that young Alec Baldwin. Is, is
0: hot. So hot. Why is he, he so is. hot? It's like when he's old. It's like. I I was watching it with my roommate and I turned to her at a point and I was like, why is young Alec Baldwin so hot with glasses? I'm like, I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The last thing I wrote down
1: was. Is the dog the real villain in this movie? <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I also, I really love um, Catherine O'Hara as well. You can kind of see where parts of Moira came from. Yeah. Because there's this like kind of chaotic energy. I don't know, Abby, if you've seen Shits Creek at all. So um, Catherine O'Hara, who plays the mom, she plays this kind of this eccentric character, Moira. And a lot of similarities to um her role in this movie. So I really like like to see kind of like that where she's drawing inspiration from for that role. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see that.
1: When I see Katherine O'Hara, literally all I can think about is the mom in home alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've Kevin, seen that movie way too Kevin. many times. So.
0: <laughs> she is she's also great in that role. All right. Do you do you guys have a favorite character from this movie? I uh chose Lydia. I think Lydia is my favorite character. She's just, like, got this vibe and energy and just is a whole mood. Like, that she's already, like, in with the ghosts, you know, she's not scared. She's just like, yeah, cool, ghosts, that's great. And just kind of goes along with it. And I like that. It's fun. I would also say
1: Lydia, just because, like, she's, like, the most interesting character. Mm -hmm. Like, Alec Baldwin and the woman... I don't remember their characters' names, to be honest. But the couple in the movie, yes. who are like the main people, I like them. I like them as like a unit. I couldn't pick like one over the other who's like mm-hmm. a better character. And then Beetlejuice is like too annoying to like have them be my favorite. <laughs> oh, for <Yeah>. sure,
0: <laughs> for sure. I also think it's hard to pick him because he only, he gets a little screen time that he doesn't feel like developed as a character. I think, I would agree with you guys, I think Lydia's, like, the most developed, like, most rounded character that they have in the movie, so, yeah. I mean, clearly, like, the Deo scene's, like, the iconic scene from that movie that people always talk about. I think it's, it's really fun. I also really liked, like, the ghost special effects that they did for them, like, when they're trying to scare people and, like, molding their faces and stuff. I thought it was really interesting, and I liked I liked that a lot.
1: My favorite, like, scenes, plural, in the movie are actually when they're, like, at the help center mm-hmm. with, like, all the different characters. And you can see, like, the funny ways all the people died. And then there's, like, the football team in the one scene that they're, like, I don't think we survived that crash, coach. Yes. (laughs) I just, like, I love, like, clever things Mm -hmm. in movies. Like, if there's, like, something really cute and clever in a movie, that's going to be, like, my favorite part. So I really liked all of the, like, dead people in that help center. That's my favorite part.
0: (laughs) I actually was, like, kind of on the same as you. Like, I really liked all of the, I feel like all those scenes worked really well in the context of the movie, and I did, like, I shout out to second favorite character is the, uh, their caseworker. She was cool, and I liked all of her scenes. Yeah, so that's right. our first movie. We ready to move on to our second movie? Yeah. Okay, so our second movie is Halloween Town, a Disney Channel original movie classic. It doesn't have a rating because it aired on TV, but I would probably give it a G rating if I was going to rate it myself. It came out in 1998 has runtime of an hour and 24 minutes. So there wasn't a ton of background on this movie, probably because it's a direct-to-TV movie made up by the Disney Channel. But what I can tell you is that it was the fourth Disney Channel original movie. So it was really early on in the run. And clearly, budgets were a lot lower than when you get to, like, High School Musical. So it also spawned a series of Halloween Town movies. There were three sequels, four movies total, a lot of the characters did not return for all the sequels. The main actress was recast <laughs> at a certain point. She did not choose to leave the series. They recasted her. Um, I think there's some controversy over that. A lot of the stuff was filmed in St. Helens, Oregon, in a small town. And the towns recreate some of the elements of the Halloween Town set within their town. They were actually gifted that giant pumpkin. They were gifted that by the... the film and crew set so they usually put that out around halloween it has an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes a 6.7 on IMB, imdb and a um a ranking on variety i think it ha- was ranked 9 out of 40th as the best disney channel original movie so now i'm gonna have my my summary <clears throat> early disney low budget movies bring us this classic halloween tale halloween town when three children aren't allowed to celebrate Halloween, they follow their mysterious grandmother home to a place where it's Halloween all year long. They must band together and tap into their witch potential to defeat the evil chocolate bar. Marnie, the main character, at one point she just goes, Hey, chocolate bar. And I was like, What? And I thought it was so funny. So I wrote it down. I wrote that down too. They did too. <laughs> Like, okay. what an insult. So, in
1: my notes, earlier in the movie, Marnie gets grounded by her mom. So, I wrote down, grounded equals ultimate punishment. And then later in the movie, I wrote, hey, chocolate bar equals ultimate insults? Question mark? <laughs> question mark? I think, like, the background of what that's supposed to be is like the evil guy's name is calabar yeah mm-hmm. and he like mispronounces her little sister's name on purpose yes so i think it's like her getting back at him of saying chocolate bar yeah. instead of calabar but it's like yeah oh
0: dear the 90s cringe oh. in this movie <laughs> The insults were not savage in the slightest. They were really, really corny. But I also love it. I like, <laughs> I think this movie has, is very endearing. It has a lot of heart. And I think for like an Isni- early Disney Channel movie, I think it like holds up pretty well, even though like the special effects, you know, are, are not great. They're still like, there's a lot going on that I can like from it. Yeah, I think it just like, if, it- it fits the theme of Halloween so well, and I know really the only the part that actually takes place on Halloween is the beginning of the movie, but the entire town is based off of Halloween, and there's something about those scenes when they're in the town that's just like, even as someone who's in their 20s, like, I think, I still think it's cool, which, you know, sometimes that doesn't hold up, like you said, but yeah, I think it's, if you can get past, like, that maybe it's not the best written movie, and maybe it's not the best, like acted movie but you know we love debbie reynolds as the grandma fantastic but yeah i think it's just like a nostalgic movie so i just want to make a comment that the brother is our brother with glasses (laughs) and then also like the classic 90s mom jean jacket and the last thing i want to talk about specifically that i wrote down is when they're in the theater And it's, Mm -hmm. like, there's this, like, black, there's, like, abyss of sky. I, like, vividly remember that from, like, when I was a kid. Like, that's, like, what I remember. There's two things I remember. That's one of the things. But there's this part where this, like, goat man gets, like, launched into the screen and just, like, tumbles into the abyss. And I was, like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, but I love it. It was so funny. It was so bad, but it was so funny. It was great.
1: Yeah, I found myself like laughing at a lot of places that are like serious, and I think that's just because this movie didn't like age that well, but Mm -hmm. it's like so funny, it's really wholesome for a child. Yeah, I love the Halloween Town movies, and I watched Halloween Town first out of our five movies Mm because I was so excited about it, and then realized that like I didn't like it as much as I used to, um, which kind of made me sad, but I actually think the plot of the sequels get much better so like the second and third one before they recast marnie because i'm pissed about that yeah (laughs) like the second and third one like i think are
0: better and you could do a whole show ranking the halloween town movies honestly but yeah yeah. i think the problem with the movie because i had worked like a midnight at work the night before and i fell asleep during this movie when i was watching at home and I woke up thinking I had slept through, like, an hour and a half of stuff. And I had slept through, like, ten minutes. I think the problem is once you get halfway through, it's so slow but fast at the same time. And, like, the it builds up and then nothing really happens with the action. It's just kind of a weird ending, I think.
1: I don't know. Yeah, like, there's all this, like, drama of, mm-hmm. like, oh, they have to save their grandma and mom. But then, like, they save them so easily. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like, right. what? Right. Yeah. So it, it doesn't feel, like, earned, almost. Yeah, the plot is a bit weird throughout the whole thing. That's the, like, there's a montage where they're, like, collecting specific items for this talisman, right? Is that what it was called? Talisman, like talisman. Yeah. And I, all of a sudden, I, like... Think I like spaced out for a minute, and I was like, "Wait, why are they collecting this stuff?" I'm like, "What's happening? Like, did I miss? Did I miss something? I must have like accidentally just missed something." I've definitely seen the second one, but I do know, yeah, the plots do get more like concise. I think the budget also increases as well. I would say, definitely, yeah, they get better as they go along. The first Mm -hmm.
1: one was a little rough, but I just love like Halloween Town itself. Like, I wish I could live there. It's so cute. Things like I what I don't get about the plot, though, is like, why does their mom hide it from them? Mm -hmm. Like, also, she'd be much less sus if she would just let them go trick or treating. Like, come Mm -hmm. on. And then it's like, didn't she grow up in Halloween town? Like, why does she just like never want to go back? Weird. I would be so into it if I was a witch, but whatever. Also, I also love Debbie Reynolds. And Mm -hmm. there's like, references to mary poppins in her yes
0: character? it's and i loved yeah. it so i actually when i was looking stuff up it said that she was in contention to play mary poppins but julia andrews was chosen instead so that's why they included it because she was maybe going to be mary poppins that's nice. so cute yeah because
1: yeah, she like she comes down from the bus at the beginning on an umbrella right and she has the like endless handbag yep that also follows her around like a dog which is so cute <laughs> She's my favorite character in this movie, if we're doing favorite characters. Yeah, I I
0: agree. All the way. 100%. Yeah, she's my favorite character, but I also just want to give a special shout out to Benny, who's the, like, skeleton taxi driver, because I, I, like, remember loving him when I was a kid. Like, I thought it was so cool, like, the animatronic stuff they did. For, like, the time that the movie was made, Mm -hmm. they did that really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My favorite, like thematic halloween thing is i really love like halloween town i love yeah. like the reveal of this like town and the way it looked and like just the set piece was really cool yeah,
1: yeah. i would agree same they're they're like a bus ride when they like arrive in halloween town is probably like the best scene
0: mm-hmm. one thing i just wrote down abby you're from ohio right Yes, there was a line. I'm real
1: salty about the state motto (laughs) ranking decision, but. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't like the motto either. But like, of course, I knew Alyssa would put Ohio as the worst one. (laughs)
0: Hey, as I said in the episode, it's some people's least favorite state, not mine. Not mine personally. Some people's. (laughs) All right. (laughs) What were you saying? (laughs) But there was a line where the brother goes. Are they're talking about something and they said, my story is all about a magical place where many sorts of different creatures live together in peace. And the brother goes, like, Cleveland, I hear they have a nice school district. And I was like, is that true? Do they have a good school district there? <laughs> I don't know about, like,
1: downtown Cleveland specifically. Probably not because it's, like, the inner city. <laughs>
0: But I do remember that line. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, but that was out of left field unless someone from that movie must have been from Ohio. Like, But they, okay, someone at the Disney Channel must like Ohio because in Look at the Irish, they mentioned Ohio as well. They mentioned it's, Cleveland. They mentioned Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Cleveland is often mentioned in
1: movies just because it's like yeah. an obscure city. Right. That, like, no one really know. goes to unless you're like from Ohio. Right. So, or if you're <laughs> traveling you for
0: soccer which in yeah. our case was usually when we, we went to Dayton, Cleveland, yeah. Cincinnati, yeah. all sorts of Ohio cities. Oh yeah. man. I just had to mention that because I was yes. like, is maybe there is a good school district I don't know about in Cleveland.
1: I don't think so. Um, <laughs> one thing I'm glad you mentioned where the movie was filmed, Alyssa, because mm-hmm. I was actually wondering that because like when they go to like the grandma's house in Halloween Town, mm-hmm. you can see like a pretty like bay like behind them in the distance like i thought it might be in like vermont or like maine or something yeah mm-hmm. like, i something wonder like that. but oregon is also yeah. equally pretty i'm gonna see if it's by um, the water like by the coast i'm clear Saint, yeah i Saint think helen. it is because you in the background when they're like standing outside grandma's house you can see like
0: yeah, st helen is right next to a, a big river oh maybe it's the river there so, yeah they're they're kind of close to the coast but not like super close if you can see my oh okay
1: also, I feel like the town looks really similar to the like fake Salem in
0: Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Like yeah. I did. The kids
1: are trick or treating. Yeah. I feel like the towns look really similar. Like maybe they used the same
0: town. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, our third movie is The Haunted Mansion, um, which was rated PG. It came out in 2003, and it is a runtime of an hour and 26 minutes so um this movie was actually greenlit in the 1980s after like the commercial and like financial success of ghostbusters and disney originally said that they would only make the movie if like bill murray and dan Aykroyd and harold Ramis were in that movie like if they starred in haunted mansion but then it got shelved and put off until 2003 when it was made so the story of this movie, interesting, was written by a guy named David Berderbaum. I may have butchered his last name, but he wrote the script to Elf. Hmm. And then he really doesn't have anything else post-Haunted Mansion. So it's loosely based off of an amusement park ride at Disney World. It's There's one at Disney World, and there's one at Disneyland. The actual Haunted Mansion in the movie is based off of... It's a Disneyland Paris. It's Phantom Manor's house is based off of, and that's because the location is set in Louisiana. Originally, it was supposed to occur in New York, and if it was going to occur in New York, they were going to use the model from um, Disney World, but they changed it because of the location. From what I could tell, two movies that is based off of a ride, the other being Pirates of the Caribbean, which clearly was a very successful franchise spawning multiple movies, The mansion itself is architecturally has a Renaissance influence with a antebellum Dutch colonial revival style, just for any architecture lovers out there. So this movie was the first to air on the Disney channel with profanity, not including damn or hell. I think he says ass at one point and it made 182 million it has a rotten tomato score of 14 percent a metacritic score of 34 out of 100 and actually there is a reboot currently in development it's been in development since maybe about 10 years ago but it became more greenlit and structured and written and casted within the last year or so so the like running title is joyride for the movie it has Tiffany Haddish in it, Owen Wilson, Rosario Dawson, and actually literally yesterday or two days ago, it was reported that Danny DeVito was cast in this movie. I don't exactly know what they're doing with it, but they are rebu- rebooting the movie into a completely different um, story. So we'll see what happens with that. Yes. I have a
1: question about the mansion It's Okay. Was it like sets or did they film it in like an actual place?
0: So the exterior was an actual place, but they computer generated added in like chimneys and things like some of the elements were added in digitally. The actual interior, I think, was a built set, but the exterior shots of the house were a real house that exists.
1: Was this a Disney, like made for Disney Channel or did did it like come out?
0: <laughs> it it so- came on theaters because <laughs> so we same. went and saw it in theaters. No way. No. So we went and saw it in theaters. It was 2003. So I had to have been like eight or nine years old. And we were five of seven people in the movie theater and the people in the movie theater who are not my family left partway through the movie. So it was just us. <laughs> so it was just us and, a, and seeing the Haunted right. Mansion like a Sunday afternoon or something like that. Yeah. All
1: right. The movie's like adequately scary to where like a young child might be like afraid of it. So maybe it's, that's why they left.
0: <laughs> no, it's funny. So I was texting with one of my friends um, who also is a fan of the podcast asking her if she had seen that movie. And she said, quote, I tried to watch it once when I was little. And I was too scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot. I didn't do my summary. So I, I right, should do that. Back to the yeah. I, should, I should do that before we get too far. Sure. Disney tries to cash in on their amusement park rides, but unlike Pirates being a massive multi-million dollar success, this one is as dead as the ghosts in the movie. <laughs> Marvel at Eddie Murphy as he plays every family man role he played in the 2000s and how he has a 27-year-old wife who has kids half her age. The plot is explained in the opening credits, but somehow this plot was done better in a Professor Layton video game. That is my summary. (laughs) I'm just going to say, I remember seeing this movie in theaters and not liking it. I actually don't think it's as bad as I remembered it being. But having said that, I did feel like the middle of it, I was like, it got a little slow in the middle and I was kind of like just waiting for something to happen. Eddie Murphy, I feel like is kind of, you either like him or you don't like him, I feel like for a lot of people, his humor. I'm okay with him sometimes, like in Shrek, you know, (laughs) shout out to Shrek. It's weird because it's, I don't know if I'd classify it as like a kid movie because it is a little bit more like, it's more than like Halloween Town, like more, um, like, horrifying i guess but i also don't know if it's like a movie for adults because there's elements of it that seem to kids so it's kind of one of those movies where it's like i don't know where it falls
1: i don't know i personally really like this movie i don't know i'm a big fan of eddie murphy i just mm-hmm. think because i love donkey and shrek so much so like <laughs> right. him and other movies like i love it i just like the like really good comic relief in the movie, because, like, it is scary. It, like, keeps you on your toes a little bit. But then it, like, has these, like, funny moments where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's not too scary. Right. As a person who doesn't like scary things, I can get through it fine. I also think of, like, a lot of the movies, the plot of Haunted Mansion is a lot better than some of the other ones. There actually is a plot. And also, so I think when the girl is murdered by... The guy who murders her. Don't uh, want to spoil it Ram, Rams, for
0: Ramsley. Ram- Give it away. <laughs> Ramsley. Well, so you just spoil yeah. the movie. Oh, All right. Well, oh, oh, All right. Sorry. Well,
1: when Ramsley murdered the girl, first I don't get why there's like this British aristocracy family living in like the old South of America. Like, yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't really
1: get the time period of like flashbacks, but regardless, I think they're at like a Halloween party when she's murdered because everyone has like masks and costumes on so I think it's like a masquerade yeah Halloween party I think it does actually like have that slight connection to Halloween yeah I just I like the plot I think it's cool I like that the like ghosts actually have like motivation for mm-hmm. why they like try to kidnap this woman
0: I don't think she looks twenty-seven, Alyssa. <laughs> no, she she is twenty-seven. The actress was twenty-seven. Oh, okay. The actress <laughs> okay. who played his wife. That's why I made that in my summary because she oh. she was twenty-seven when she was in that role. That's okay. that's why. Yeah, I feel like she looks like she's
1: in her thirties. Yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe they that's... tried to like age her with makeup. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just like I saw that and I was like, huh, because it's like she's twenty-seven, but her childs were like her children were supposed to be like thirteen and ten, and I was like huh okay interesting so i i have a lot of feelings about this movie i will agree i i like eddie murphy i think he's funny i liked a lot of the scenes with him like his comedic stuff my issues come with the plot i don't like movies that like if they gave us the beginning of the movie without it being opening credits and cutting through it, I would have liked to have that, like, be a scene. Like, you see the background, you see what's going on, it's kind of clear. Because, like, with the way it was, like, cutting and stuff, I, like, would, like, look away for a second while the the names are going by, and then I'd miss something, like, i turned back and go, like, oh, no. So I don't like that. I guess my main thing is, like, with the structure of the plot, I would have th- thought it would have been better had they not just, like, kind of spelled everything out once you get into the, like, the mansion. Because you get this, like, crystal ball, who's, like, the crystal ball from the amusement ride. And she's, like, do this thing. So it's, like, go and, like, dig up this, like, crypt thing, get a key, open a trunk. It's, like, open a trunk. Look for something red. So it's just, like, it feels very, like, handheld and like, too cryptic. I-, I personally just don't like that style with movies myself. I don't know. I just... The motivation I I guess it's hard for me to understand because you said it's like a British family in the old south. And I'm like, but why why can't she marry him? Like what's what it was the issue? I just yeah, I just feel like there are some elements that didn't work for me. I do I do like Eddie Murphy though, so I think like him as a lead character and like the humor was like the stuff I laughed at was like things he was saying and doing. I mean, I think the thing you have to think about with this movie is it was I guess made for kids not necessarily made for kids a lot of times they when they do those they make the plot a little bit more easier for kids to follow which is why I think they when they're doing that scene I agree with you like when you're watching as an adult it's a little bit like oh well we know like what they should be doing but like I think for kids they do have to point it out but I actually think I think the story makes sense Where some of the movies, I didn't think it did make sense. Like, if we're comparing it to, like, Halloween Town, I at least felt like there was a story that I knew what I was supposed to be following. With Halloween Town, it was just like, I was like, what is happening? Like, we're just, we're doing all this random stuff for no reason. And I like that Ramsey had a motivation. Like, you're saying it's not, maybe the motivation doesn't make sense, which I'm, I would agree it maybe doesn't, but he does have a motivation and some of the villains I don't think do have a motivation. I mean, what's his name? Uh Calabar's motivation was that Gwen turned him down. Oh yeah, he's he's a little bitch. Like he's Cal- horrible. He we, he's got a small yeah. dick. <laughs> he's horrible. Saying, yeah. He's horrible. Was
1: it was it that Gwen turned him down or was that it cuz he wanted to I be mean, like the most powerful warlock? That was
0: part of it. It was part he of was it. Like, it. It turned him to the dark side because she turned him down. He had to become this evil like warlock and go back to the old ways. Right. So at least like with Ramsay, like he has a motivation and they mention that he has a motivation. I don't think that it's necessarily the best done movie in every aspect, but it's weird that I think I almost like it more as an adult than I liked it as a kid because I don't think that happens very much with me. I will say I really liked the the crypt scene with the zombies I thought that was really well done like I really really enjoyed that like that was the part of the movie I was like oh I'm like I actually really like this like if the whole movie was like that I would love it I think it would Mm -hmm. be great I think there's just some issues with like the pacing too like because it feels very slow at times but then like in other areas it's really really fast so there are some pacing issues and for me some plot stuff i will say though that when ramsley falls into like a lava pit like lord of the rings style i laughed it was funny (laughs) yeah going down to hell it was a great time i like thought that was great i loved it i also really liked the dynamic between i can't remember what the guy's name is the guy who's trying to get with eddie murphy's wife um Mr. Gracie Mr. Gracie Gracie. I really loved that like awkward dynamic between him and his wife and then like they're making out Eddie Murphy's like okay like all right we're good like everything's fine okay yeah I like like, yeah I liked that (laughs) dynamic too I thought that was fun
1: yeah I do agree with you that there's like kind of a slow point in the movie like Mm -hmm. when they get into the mansion and then it's like oh no they have to spend the night like that like period until it gets to like the more action part it's Mm -hmm. like 20 minutes of just kind of like setting things up but yeah i also think like the special effects are like decent in this movie for sure like Mm -hmm. for the time that it was made i think the effects are really convincing so i'm a fan of haunted (laughs) yeah
0: i did um i did read that for the ghosts they wanted to um change the look of them based on how far away they were from the house like when they're in the house they look like corporeal like beings but then when they leave the house they become kind of like blue shadowy figures and I thought that was really cool like they definitely thought about design and the set design is very good I like the house I like the look of everything I thought it was you know seemed to be very well thought out and like care taken
1: I also liked the development of like the side characters mm-hmm. although i don't understand why all the people are stuck at the mansion like why isn't it just mr
0: well it's interesting because like i got very strong beauty and the beast Beast story yeah i was gonna say it was it seemed like it was heavily like beauty and the beast vibes is what i got yeah
1: but then another part that i don't get is like why was her spirit not actually there like she was just like the floating orb
0: i don't know i feel like maybe maybe like ramsley because clearly he had some like satan powers turned into like a demon so maybe he had some like kind of hold over her so she couldn't be present i don't exactly know it was kind of unclear and because she died first yeah yeah like it seemed like everyone
1: else died like when mr gracie died Right. right
0: I think it's like one of those things with like going back to being a movie gear for kids where they don't always think they have to to figure all that stuff out because they don't think kids are going to question the plot (laughs) but it it does like when you get older and you start to like I've watched movies when I that I loved when I was a kid and then you start to like question everything and you're like maybe I should just not because like clearly they didn't think about all of this but yeah there's parts of the plot that don't make sense to me for sure. Yeah, I feel like
1: the Ransley, like, not letting them get married part, I think that might, like, an Old South race type thing. But, like, was, they don't tell you that in the yeah, movie because it's a I kid's movie. I,
0: I was wondering that because I was like, maybe, maybe that's part of it and they just didn't address it. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's implied, but, like, children yeah. aren't going to pick that up. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Decent movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, like, favorite character, I actually really like the side characters. I liked his daughter a lot. Uh, I think her name was Megan. She was, like, the right amount of, like, sass, but, like, she, I liked that she was just willing to go and, like, go on the adventure and stuff like that, and I thought most of the side characters were actually pretty strong, which, um, sometimes with, like, Disney movies and stuff like that, I don't feel like they always put a lot of effort into the side characters.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to pick a favorite character, yeah, I like Megan. I like Eddie Murphy's character mm-hmm. a lot. He brings most of the humor, which I think is funny. And then also I really like Madame Leota, the
0: yeah. genie mm-hmm. in the
1: the crystal ball. The
0: crystal ball, yeah.
1: I liked her. I also personally really love the barbershop quartet bus. Mm. <laughs> I'm a choir nerd and love their little songs that they sing. So, so that's probably one of my favorite parts. They, of the movie.
0: they are actually in, I can't remember if it's Disney World or Disneyland, but that like barbershop quartet like exists on the street with the Haunted Mansion. So they added that in as like an addition thing. Nice. Yeah.
1: Probably my favorite scene is when they ride the carriage out of the house mm-hmm, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: then they like are going through the graveyard and they see all the ghosts in the graveyard. I just think it's really well done.
0: I really liked the crypt. I thought the crypt scene was really cool. I also, I I don't know if I had a favorite character. I really liked liked Eddie Murphy. I liked his wife. I liked his daughter. Being His son being terrified of spiders is a real mood, and I can relate to that. I also just like, there was one line, just the way it was delivered made me laugh. So it's the, the Mr. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting his name. Mr. Gracie. 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 Okay. So he just goes, do you believe in ghosts? (laughs) And he just says it so pointedly. And I like laughed. I just liked the way it was like ghosts, like very, very pointed, but it was funny. And I liked it. Yeah. All right. Pocus, pocus, right? Pocus, pocus, which is finally my movie for once. So Hocus Pocus is rated PG, came out in 1993, runtime of an hour and 36 minutes. So it was directed by Kenny Ortega, which was the director for High School Musical. <laughs> so he started it. off strong. Yeah, gotta love him. Interestingly, when it came out, it was not considered a critical or commercial success. It was released; it actually lost Disney about 16 and a half million dollars in theaters. Um, but over the years it started to become like almost a cult classic and I read somewhere that every they released a DVD in like 2001 or 2002 and every October they released it it grossed about um, like a million dollars just in DVD sales which is kind of crazy in the box office when it originally came out it was 8.1 million was what it grossed in the box office Um, and in October 2020 I guess they re-released it in like 2000 theaters, and it grossed 1.9 million in a weekend, which is pretty good just for a weekend. So, there is a sequel in the works. It is set for next year, and it's supposed to um, have the main, at least the main three women who play the Sanderson sisters. I'm not really sure about the other cast members. So, the movie originally was bought by Disney in 1984, and it was supposed to be a lot darker and like scarier movie. And they approached Steven Spielberg about doing the movie and he turned it down. He was like, no, I don't want to do this. And then they re kind of redid the concept of it and came out. Bette Midler was casted and that's kind of what like got the ball rolling for the movie. And Leo Leonardo DiCaprio was originally offered the role of Max. Um, he turned it down because he was filming What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which is a movie me and Alyssa have seen. So Rotten Tomatoes a 38%, a 47 out of 100 on Metacritic and a B-plus cinema score. And then I wrote a summary. It said, it's the 90s. The hair is questionable. The outfits are amazing. Max, who is a virgin, moves to Salem, but gasp, he doesn't believe in ghosts or Halloweens. Because he is a man, Though he decides not to listen and lights the candle, which releases the Sanderson sisters. Together, with the help of his sister and a girl he just met, they work to reverse the curse and save Halloween. Oh, did I mention that Max is a virgin? Because the movie burns it up probably 20 times. So many times. I remember Hannah and I watched this maybe three years ago for the first time in a long time, and we we both were like, why are they so obsessed with virginity in this movie? Like, it's constant. So weird that it's like a kid's movie yeah it's like as a child i didn't know what that word meant yeah. like mom what's a virgin <laughs> like... because max is what like 15 or 16 i was like is it so weird that he's a virgin <laughs> everyone's like oh you're a virgin well, Apparently, <laughs> like apparently in the, so, apparently in the 90s i guess yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah
0: and it's just... funny that
1: like his little sister is saying yeah it's because he's a virgin yeah <laughs> Do you even know what she's saying yeah. like did the actress even know what she was probably saying? not probably not
0: no Jeez.
1: whatever minor plot point
0: <laughs> i don't know i mean this movie to me is like it's a classic like i love hocus pocus i think it embodies halloween i think it's got a pretty good cast i mean sarah jessica parker's in it bett midler's really good i actually think the people who play like the kid actors are decent Minus the two who play like the most stereotypical written bullies in the entire world. But I think the cast is pretty strong too. And it's like, I I think it's funny. (laughs) I think the humor's there and I enjoy it.
1: I think it's funny. I think the plot is convincing. I think it's just like so fun and Mm -hmm. spooky, like spooky in the best way. I love the talking cat. He's probably my favorite character.
0: <laughs> Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. Who <laughs> <Your> names <laughs> a child? Thackeray. Listen, and it was like, like the 1600s. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then like when the his little sister finally comes back, it sounds like she has a lisp because she's saying, Thackeray. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I like that he can just like get run over by a bus and he's like, yeah, I can't die. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. I agree, though this movie is a lot of fun. Like, I love the Sanderson sisters when they come back and they're like discovering things, like the Black River and like mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And you know, I think it's fun. Like, and the characters are fun. And I think what works is the movie doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think that really works for it because you know you get like a musical number where they hypnotize people at this party and it's just like a thing and everyone's cool and everyone's fine with it and it's a fantastic musical number and it's Bette Midler so of course like it's wanted and needed but I I agree I like I like a lot of the the actors I think they did a really good job I love the Sanderson sisters they're fun Mm -hmm. and also like the fact that it's like hey we lose our broomstick so let's use like a vacuum cleaner like sure this is fine
1: (laughs) yeah yeah the Sanderson sisters waking up 300 years later is hilarious just like everything they do like they try to be scary and then they're just so funny when they're like at the devil's house yeah like master and then he's in like red long john
0: i love it his and wife like- i love her she's fantastic yeah.
1: Yeah, I love everything about the movie. I didn't even write anything down during it because I was like, I just yeah. love to
0: enjoy. <laughs> I wrote I wrote one comment um, specifically because I remember when Hannah and I watched this movie, we could not stop laughing at it. But it's when his sister Danny, who like she's great, my favorite character by far, so much attitude. She's talking to the um, the girl he's interested in, Max is interested in, and he's like, what do you, what did you say, Max? You love her yabos? <laughs> and I'm like, what, like, who, who, who calls, like, boobs yabos? Like, where does this word come from? <laughs> yeah. So it I'm, must have been a West Coast thing. It must have been, but I'm just like, yabos. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, or like, you the know,
1: writers know. tried to come up with, like, the funniest, weird right? thing. Yeah. And, like, a word that, like, kids wouldn't actually know what she's talking about probably right right for sure yeah I love it I love the costumes too yeah mm-hmm. I mean, they do a really good job also it's like pretty dark they start the movie off with like hanging the sanders yeah. and yeah yeah and they don't actually show it but it's in, in right. the implication
0: is there yeah yeah
1: and then they like burn them in a kiln
0: and then they come back which like I don't get why they come back from that but it's fine I don't either, but then you've got, like, Billy, whose, like, mouth is sewn shut. Like, that's a whole thing. that's, like, creepy, and it's, like, a zombie. Yeah. But it's, like, weird, because even with all that stuff, it never feels too creepy. I think, going back to what you said, Alyssa, like, it doesn't, it doesn't take itself seriously, so you get humor moments where it lightens up, because, like, a girl literally dies at the beginning. Like, she's, like, what, like, seven or eight years old, and you kind of almost forget about that, which is weird. But yeah, I think it just like it has a really good mix of like being creepy, but also just being like funny and just being like a, a fun movie to watch. I just think like everything about it is like embodies Halloween and like the theme of thematic elements of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's your guys' favorite scene? I, I really know. love the, like, I'll put a spell on you, like, musical number. It's just, like, fun, and I like because all the adults are dressed up, and it's just, like, fun time. And I love Bette Midler, so, like, her getting to do, like, a, like a fun theatrical moment is just, like, it's fun. Yeah. I, I mean, that one, the other one I really like is when they first wake up, and um, Bette Midler, like, opens the window, and she's like, oh, it's another glorious morning. It makes me sick. <laughs> like, I always love that line. But, yeah, I think, like, there's multiple scenes, though, that I think I could say were probably my favorite.
1: Yeah, I love the I'll put a spell on you scene. I really like the scene where he he turns on the sprinklers in the house to get away from them. And he calls it the, like, black rain of death or something. Like, I don't know. He just, like, (laughs) makes up a word. And then they're, like, so scared of the water. And Sarah Jessica Parker is, like, really funny Mm -hmm. through the whole thing. It's also, like she's got like a creepy pedophile vibe yeah yeah they're like trying to steal children
0: off the street like when they're trick-or-treating
1: yeah. but then also every time they find a man or like a young boy she's like let's play with him and mm-hmm. it's like yeah. what do you mean by that yeah. <laughs> that's creepy
0: and i think because like she's a woman it's not always seen as as creepy even though it still is is like if It's interesting because if her character was, like, a male character, like, people probably would have been, like, that's, like, awful and stuff. But, yeah, she, like, literally is, like, these kids are, like, 15, 16, and she's, like, trying to, like, I'm, like, ooh, okay, let's not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but she's really funny. Yeah. I just think, like, the movie was really well cast. and For sure. it's, It's great. Wouldn't change a thing in it.
0: Agree. Agree. Okay, so last movie is Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's rated PG. Came out in 1993 and it's an hour and 20 minutes. And it gro- has grossed $91.5 million worldwide, which is seems like a lot. It originated as a poem that Tim Burton had written. And it's directed by Henry Selick. So it's interesting because Tim Burton actually wasn't involved for most of the movie. Like he had been, I think he had been fired from Disney before this movie... Was he working on Batman at the time? Yeah, he did. Well, he did um, Beetlejuice and Batman, like, relatively close to each other. They tried to originally do this movie through Disney, and they thought it would be too scary for kids to release. So they released it through Touchstone Pictures, which is, like, a different production company. So Tim Burton technically was, like, the creator of it, um, but Henry Selleck was responsible for a lot of the, um, like, creative decisions that were made on set. So, it's been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Throughout the movie, um, when they were filming it, they did 109,440 different frames uh, to get the movie all put together. And um, it's got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, an 82 out of 100 on Metacritic, and B-plus cinema score. That's what I have for background.
1: All right. I have some to add. So... The main character, Jack Skellington, was actually voiced by two different people. So his speaking voice is done by Chris Sarandon, who is Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. And that's really the only other thing he's known for. Okay, yeah, really. I can I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. But his singing voice, all of his songs, which are like probably my favorite thing about the movie is all the music. Jack Skellington's singing voice was done by Danny Elfman, who is actually the mm-hmm. person who wrote the score for the movie. Yeah. And has written movie scores for many other movies, including Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. Batman, Spider-Man, Men in Black, Fifty Shades of Grey. And he wrote The Simpsons theme song. Mm-hmm. And he's worked like pretty much exclusively with Tim Burton in all yeah. of Tim Burton's movies. And he's won two Emmys, a Grammy, and had four Oscar nominations for his score writing which is super interesting but he doesn't really like do any other acting but he did all the singing for jack skellington so <laughs> i thought that was pretty cool yeah. and sally is played by Catherine o'hara yes our yes. beloved Catherine o'hara yes we love, Catherine O'Hara. Love, her.
0: <laughs> yeah. love to see it yeah. yeah did this like deep dive into yeah <laughs> <So> i <laughs> the, thought that was interesting the other thing is the character model of jack skellington actually appears in james and the giant peach mm-hmm before this movie that's like kind of where that character came from there's this scene where they're on this like pirate boat i think they're underwater i haven't seen james the giant pizza in a, lo- in a long long I don't time think i've ever seen it honestly. um we had it on vhs we also yeah. had nightmare before christmas on vhs it was one of two vhs like boxes that was black one was that and then the other one was spirited away so there's like a skeleton like pirate king so that's like pirate king to pumpkin king Hmm. Ah,
1: Interesting. Yeah. I nice. love it. Um, I love the stop motion aspect of this movie. I think that any movie that's made like that, I think it's so impressive that people have the patience to do that.
0: <laughs> for sure, I think like the style is really cool. Like I, I like Tim Burton film like styles. I know some people aren't like crazy about it, and I love the style change, like when he goes from Halloween Town to the Christmas Town, and it's almost more like dr seuss's like grinch it's interesting to get those different style choices in one movie where it feels like almost two could be two completely different films but they merge together really well
1: yeah and then when they're in like the human world it's different again mm-hmm. it's like another right. different style yeah they yeah. did that really well um yeah. i don't know if you guys noticed this but in like the opening scene of this is halloween the song at the end of it jack skellington he like jumps into a fountain and then like rises out of the fountain like standing there and that's like the end of the song
0: yeah and it reminds
1: me of the opening scene of austin powers 2 where he (gasps) rises out of the pool perfectly dry (gasps) and there he is and then the movie starts (gasps) amazing i (laughs) did did not
0: I didn't make that connection, but yeah, it it is exactly the same. I we've seen that movie many, many times growing up, so I I I know exactly what you're talking about. But it is a lot like that.
1: Yeah, it's like the opening song comes to an end, and your main guy just like
0: rises from the water, (laughs) rises from the ashes. It's, like, really visually stunning at times. I really, really love the, like, it's, like, the song that's called, like, Jack's Lament where he's, like, walking up that hill with the spiral and the moons in the background and, like, the graveyard. And mm-hmm. then the way, like, the camera, like, rotates as, like, he's walking. Like, it just, like, it looks really, really cool. I just have always really liked that. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, like, a lot of the choices that were made in the movie, like, to have the mayor have two faces, I almost feel like a no, like a nod to, like, a lot of politicians being like almost two-faced. I didn't like, to
1: pick up on that, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I don't know if that's what it was, but I feel like it could be a connection there. Oh, you know, I didn't do my summary. Let me do that really quick. So Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, is tired of his day-to-day life. He wants to mix it up a little bit. One day he discovers Christmas Town, a.k.a. Whoville. This inspires him to kidnap Santa Claus and accidentally ruin Christmas for the town there are plenty of musical numbers, poisonings and a belief in science in this movie that will make you ask is it halloween or christmas i actually really like that jack is like super wants to find the scientific reason behind <laughs> behind christmas <laughs> He's yeah. he's very, very curious. I like that's like like the what's this? Like I love how like curious he just like wants to understand everything. And I think that's great. I like love that in a in a main character. Like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. clearly flawed in the way he goes about it. Um, But like he's got that intuition and interest and in wanting to understand it at a further level. That's like mm-hmm. really cool to see.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love the what's this
1: montage. It reminds me of in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, how he's going through the town and, like, is in people's houses. The, mm-hmm. the original animated How the Grinch yes. Stole. Right. Not any of those dumb remakes. Like, yes. I'm a purist. But, um, yeah, I love that whole scene. I think this movie also has a lot of, like, cute, clever things that I always love in movies. Um, mm-hmm. Just, like, all the references to, like, the various halloween monsters Mm -hmm. that are in like this halloween town i really like that and like how there's like the other holidays and the kids accidentally kidnap the easter Easter bunny bunny. (laughs) yeah
0: i thought that was funny yeah i loved how he was like telling him to kidnap Santa. he's like oh but be nice to (laughs) like be gentle and i was like yeah gentle don't hurt him right um i think oogie boogie is terrifying even as an adult like he's gross and scary and i like don't like him especially because you find out he's literally just a sack filled with bugs and that is gross it's weird that like a movie intended for children has like a really terrifying villain who's not like overtly so but just like the way he moves and like his his song is also very like intimidating and i just like think it was really well done and then he has like, his, like, torture
1: chamber, which yeah. is and scary. Yeah, like, he creeps me out a lot. Like, in terms of, like, movies I was afraid of while watching mm-hmm. these five movies, those scenes with Oogie Boogie are, like, the worst. Like, when he almost kills Santa. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and it's, like, not even actually animated. <laughs> it's, like, Brain. animation, animation, but.
0: It's, like, interesting, though, because you don't even know who the villain is until... Like, maybe more than halfway through the movie. Like, I was like, is it um, Sally's dad? And I was like, I don't know. Because it's been a while since I've seen this movie. And Jack's the one that, like, messes up Christmas. But, like, I feel
1: like he's just misunderstood. Like, he just yeah. wants to do something new with his life. But he doesn't know how to do anything but Halloween. So is it Jack the villain or is Oogie Boogie the actual villain? Because he's the only one that's, like, actually evil.
0: It's interesting because he's almost, like like, a Walter White-esque, like, character where you don't, like, an anti-hero where you don't really know because he's, I think his intentions are there, but he doesn't go about it in the right way, and so you, I think you could make the argument that he could be a villain in the movie. I even wrote that at one point. I was like, technically, I guess he could be seen as the villain, but, um yeah, it's interesting because you don't really get many scenes with the actual, I guess, villain of the movie, but in those scenes, he's, like, the most horrifying person in the film, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot for a Tim Burton film. He also, like, I'm pretty sure the dude had a foot fetish because at one point he was, like, touching the person's feet and I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't need this. Yeah, and then, like, Sally as a diversion, like... St- takes her leg off and yeah. like,
1: sticks it through his door
0: yeah and he's like really into the feet and i was like nah. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and we, we know how we feel about but you'd think bugs would tonties. be you'd think bugs would be afraid of feet
0: squish but <laughs> santa does not. squish some bugs at the end of this movie <laughs> yeah but it's interesting too because it's also like this has been on lists of like christmas movies as well
1: so then halloween or is it christmas right is or, uh,
0: yeah i don't know because Halloween isn't even in the title of the movie. Christmas is. I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I think the tones are more Halloween-esque. You get more vibes of Halloween. But I could see it being classified as a Christmas movie because a majority of the plot centers around Christmas. And that's kind of his motivation for doing everything. So I could, I could see it going either way.
1: And similarly, the movie doesn't even take place on Halloween. It starts right. with the end of Halloween. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. only 364 days till next Halloween.
0: That yeah, mm-hmm. that's true.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I personally wouldn't watch this movie around Christmas. Like it's got the wrong vibe <laughs> for a Christmas movie for me. I think it's definitely more on the like horror side of things. That's not what I want to see.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I'm
1: watching my Christmas movies. So I love the music in this movie. Yeah. I was actually digging through the internet for a long time to see if Katherine O'Hara actually sings Sally's part. And yeah. I think she does because even in like the cast, yeah, like Sally is only listed with Catherine O'Hara where Jack Skellington is listed twice. So she must do her little song, but like yeah. she's not the best singer. <laughs>
0: so so I was listening to the soundtrack on Spotify today at work, and she actually sings two roles. There's the kidnapped the Santa Claus. She's one of the female voice on that is Katherine O'Hara. Oh, so okay. she sings so she sings on that. And um, it also has Danny Elfman's one of those characters. I think they maybe modified their voices a little bit, and then mm-hmm. also Paul Rubens, who was um Pee-wee. He's one of the other voices on that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I love my
1: favorite scene is the, this is Halloween opening scene. Mm -hmm. I love that song. It gets stuck in my head around Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, Just like the whole way they put that scene together. I think is great. I love it.
0: I like the final scene um, with him and Sally. I like it because it's snowing. And it kind of is a mixture of the Halloween Christmas elements. And I just think it's like one of those scenes. Maybe I like it more for the visual as opposed to what's actually happening in the scene. Because I don't think the I don't think what's happening in the scene is all that like interesting to me. It's just like the visual appeal of the background. Yeah, I I think my favorite scene, I definitely like the opening like this is Halloween montage for like the Halloween spooky feel. But I, I especially love that big moon hill like jack uh, lament song in like mm-hmm. that montage like visually i think is like really really cool and i've always really liked that so i think
1: this movie is really impressive like i said with the mm-hmm. like claymation animation i think it's cool i actually watched most of the credits are so kind of like fast forwarded through them mm-hmm. because i was like trying to check if katherine o'hara was singing her part mm-hmm. and they don't list the cast until, like, way down in the credits. Like, all the credit goes to, like, the animators. The animators? And like, hundreds yeah. of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But hundreds of hours into making that movie. And then there's, like, so many, like, model makers and mm-hmm. characters and, like, that yeah, kind of thing. They
0: but, had to design everything. Like, every yeah. single element of this movie, like, had to be designed by hand and painstakingly made and painted. And it's, like, yeah, it's very, very talented like how people can do that mm-hmm. i think
1: that is awesome but like the movie as a whole i think the plot is a little slow
0: there's two songs within six minutes of the movie you get two songs already and then i do agree in the middle it is a little slow i think mm-hmm. like there is a period where i kind of like spaced out um after he gets back from Christmas Town. And before he becomes Santa Claus, there's, like, a lull in there that's a bit... Yeah, yeah, when he's,
1: like, giving everyone their jobs of what to do Mm -hmm. and then telling the kids to go capture Santa Claus. Yeah, Yeah, this movie I, like, zoned out in the middle and started, like, scrolling Facebook. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I need to be watching
0: this movie. It's, um, some of the plot doesn't make sense, I don't think. And I think also uh, the one thing that bothers me a little bit is I don't think the relationship between Jack and Sally really gets much development. And then all of a sudden at the end, they're just like together. And I'm like, okay, like it's convenient for the purpose of a movie, but it doesn't necessarily feel like you don't feel as invested. I think though this movie, like, I think it's just more about the visual appeal because like I, at times I wasn't even really paying attention to the story. I was more just paying attention to what was, what I was looking at in the background. So I think sometimes, yeah, the the plot can get lost. Yeah, I agree with about
1: Sally and Jack's relationship. I think like most of the movie, like, you know, Sally's like in love with him because she's like spying on him all the time. But then she like totally or he totally ignores her for like most of the movie and then he yeah. saves them and he, or she saves them and he's like, oh, I guess I love you. And it's like like all right mm, I mean I like that it's like the girl saving the guy instead Mm -hmm. of like Prince Charming or whatever but she deserved better I think
0: yeah yeah I would agree I would agree too all right are we do we have any more thoughts favorite characters Jack I love Jack I think he's great I love his like curiosity and you know that he's not necessarily like he's like chaotic good you know he has good intentions but he clearly almost ruins christmas you know Mm -hmm. but i think he's just like a really cool main character and design wise too i think he's got a really Mm -hmm. great design i would probably say sally actually i think like her her story is really interesting because her like i guess her father he like basically was the one who made her she's essentially trying to kill like (laughs) like poison him the entire movie and she just like so desperately wants to get out from that and She's literally in love with a man who doesn't barely acknowledge her existence, and it just, I feel like she gets the emotional connection to the audience that I don't know that Jack necessarily gets because he's kind of chaotic the entire movie. It's hard to follow him a little bit, so.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Sally's, like, character development is really good, how she's, like, trying to escape the whole time. But I think I'd have to go with Jack just because of his songs and- Mm -hmm. It's like singing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: He's my favorite. Yeah. He's
0: pretty great. All right. So we're actually going to be ranking two things this time. We're going to rank the movies as we would normally do, but we're also in the spirit of Halloween. We're going to rank the villains of the movies as well. Abby, would you like to start first as our guest? Sure.
1: Okay. So my number five villain out of all of them is jack skellington question mark slash oogie boogie because like you don't really know who the villain is in that movie and like in terms of like villain motivation that's kind of what i based my rankings off of was how good is the villain's like backstory Mm -hmm. like they don't really have any motivation really jack's like oh i want to do christmas now like (laughs) yeah he doesn't have much motivation so yeah
0: yeah uh do you want to go Sure. I did my villain rankings based more on like the how Halloween they are, like, like a vibe that's like kind of Halloween esque. My number five villain is Calabar or his chocolate bar, as he's known. I just think like he's a little bitch. You know, he gets mad because a woman rejects him and he wants to be an evil warlock and turn a town and he loses to a child and the family. Like, a family holding hands takes him down. So I just, like, he's just, like, not interesting in the original movie. And so for that reason, he's number five. Yeah, I went with, uh, I did Oogie Boogie, if he's counted as the villain, as number five. I just think the, I based it off because of the fact that he's barely in it. I do think he's kind, I think he's a scarier villain than a couple of these people. But I think that the fact that he's only got a couple scenes, it's hard for me to rank him higher Because there's not much to go off of there.
1: All right. So for number four, three and four are, like, interchangeable for me, honestly. Um, But in the list I wrote down, I put number four as Beetlejuice. Because once again, I feel like he doesn't have any motivation. He just likes to, like, cause trouble. And, Mm -hmm. like, he's good at it. But at the same time, he's, like, pretty creepy and unnecessarily mean to people. (laughs) So Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he doesn't have any like reason for what he does.
0: So for number four, I did Ramsley, uh, the villain from Haunted Mansion. I think he's got he's got that creepy vibe. He's got that old man, like stern appearance, you know, and clearly he's like, I must control my like air to this house or whatever. But also he like falls into a fire pit. Like, you know, he goes straight to hell. So i just like he doesn't have much of a presence in the movie like if i think of the haunted mansion like i'm not gonna think of him i'm gonna think of like other elements instead and because of that he's not like super memorable so it's number four um yeah i did four is calabar i don't think he's very scary as his human form um i think when he turns into like the like when he's in the theater and all that yeah it's scarier like if you're especially if you're a kid but when he's like a human he's not scary he's just his motivation really is just that he was mad he was turned down by a woman um and i just don't think he's a very good villain
1: yeah i had number three as calabar but like you could swap calabar and beetlejuice on my list really yeah calabar is pretty lame he doesn't really like have anything driving him to be evil but Like, he does want, like, power and he wants to, like, prove people wrong, I guess, in terms of, like, turning people into, like, freezing people like that. Like, he could do worse to people, but that's, like, still pretty scary. Like, Mm -hmm. if you were, like, eight-year-old little sister of Marnie, whose name I forget, and you saw your grandma become paralyzed. Sophie, yeah. It's Sophie! If you were Soapy slash Soapy, yeah. like that'd be pretty scary to see your mom petrified in a movie theater. So he's got some scariness.
0: So number three, I did the Sanderson sisters. And while I think they're good villains, they're definitely present. They're not really scary. They're very, they're more comedic than they are scary. And based on the way I was doing this, like I think they're, they're good characters, but I don't necessarily think they're like scary Halloween villains. Does not speak to their characters as like, like characteristics of them just and I like them, but yeah, not as scary. Um, Number three, I did Beetlejuice. Um, He's again, one of those characters who's not in a lot of the film for someone who's like the main villain. And I think he does give off a creepy vibe, but it's almost more like a, creepy man vibe, just, like, him being, like, weird and stuff like that. Um, I remember as a kid being creeped out by his, like, appearance, but I just think he doesn't- you don't know why he's doing what he's doing. You don't get any really backstory on him, minus a little bit of what the, um, their caseworker tells you about him, but yeah, he's just- it doesn't make for a compelling villain, in my opinion, if they don't give them a lot of reason to, like, know why they're doing what they're doing.
1: Number two, I had the Sanderson sisters because, like, they are, like, pretty evil. Like, straight up, like, they're trying to eat children, like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I don't really know why they do that. I know, like, Winifred made a deal with the devil to get her spell book. But it's like, were they always witches? Did they become witches after that deal? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know, like, their full backstory other than, like, they're evil. But yeah, they're pretty, if I was, like, dealing with them in person, like, I'd be very afraid of them. But yeah, in the movie, they also do have, like, a lot of comic relief to their characters. So that's why they're not the number one villain.
0: So yeah, for number two, I did Beetlejuice. I think, yeah, he definitely has more of like creepy man than like scary vibes. But he is a very, very specific look. I don't know, Halloween-esque look to him. And he is like, he's very creepy. Thinking about villains, like he stands out. Like I think I can think of him and even though he was only in the movie for you know 15 minutes like i know what he's like and i like he made an impact on that movie without having to be in like that much of it number 2 i went with ramsley um i think he's actually pretty compelling like you know part of his motivation for why he's doing what he's doing i think even though he's not present throughout the whole movie you always sense that he's in the background of scenes because he kind of just shows up randomly and that almost makes him more horrifying because you don't know when he's going to come up in a scene. Just like the way he carries himself and the way he kind of like sulks around is to me creepy. That's what I find creepy. Like if I were in a mansion with him I would be horrified like wondering where he was going to pop up and all that. But yeah I think he's definitely one of the more compelling villains on this list at least for me.
1: Yeah so my number one villain was Ramsley slash Mr. Gracie at the beginning like Mr. Gracie you turn out you like find out at the end that he's not the evil one but yeah just like to me the whole backstory of them of like they're cursed they're trying to break the curse like I think that's really compelling I think they have like the most motivation for what they're doing Ramsley is like definitely the creepiest person for me I like get more scared by, like, ghosts and hauntings than monsters, so I think that's, like, why I find that movie, like, the creepiest. Yeah, I like their motivation, and then, like, Ramsley has, like, the most satisfying death to me because he's sucked into a fiery pit of hell. Like, I was just like, yeah, that's what he deserves because he's evil. That's why he's my number one.
0: So, number one, I actually have Oogie Boogie. For me, he's just gross like he's disgusting he's a gross fleshy bug sack like he's a sack of bugs and I don't like bugs like I it's not for me so I just like everything about him is like really gross and like looming and even though he's not like necessarily a villain and he doesn't have that much of a presence I just like I personally think he's really gross and I don't like it and it makes it scares me on an internal level just based on the bugs so for that reason, he was number one. Yeah, number one, I went with the Sanderson sisters, and I, I agree. I don't think they're, out of this list, I don't think they're even, like, in the top three of, like, most, like, horrifying or scary villains, but I think you do get a lot of screen time of them, and they could almost be considered as, like, the main characters of the movie, like, the three of them together, and I think you get a lot. You don't get a lot of background, you know, before, like, the 1600s or whatever, but you get enough to me that it makes me understand what their motivation is and why they're doing what they're doing. I want to know, I want to, like, understand why people are, like, why villains are the way they are. And so I think for me, it's like, you get the most screen time with them. You get to get their development throughout the movie. And plus, it's just like, they're iconic. <laughs> like, they really are. I just can't look past it. Are we ready for movie rankings now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Number five... I keep, I've like gone back and forth on this ranking all day, but I think number five, I want to put Haunted Mansion simply for the fact that I think, I wish they could have committed one way or the other with the comedy horror like tones. Like I think they, they had an opportunity to go one of two ways and the kind of at times feels like they're stuck in the middle. I don't actually think it's that bad of a movie. I just think simply i like the other four movies more and I've seen the other four movies more, I think is probably maybe just a bit of nostalgia factoring my judgment there. Um, I also put The Haunted Mansion as number five. I agree. I feel like they didn't get the balance right between like comedy and like scary horrorness, which I think Tim Burton does really well. Like Beetlejuice, I think does that a lot better. I don't think it's a horrible movie it's definitely not like one of the worst movies I've ever seen I wouldn't say it's like god-awful there are some issues for me personally um that I don't think work super well and I don't think I'd go out of my way to watch this movie again we've watched we've seen worse yes for sure all right um my
1: number five which I was really pained to do this but I put Halloween Town as number five um, I think if we were doing a different Halloween Town movie, it would be higher up on the list. But Halloween Town One is just so cringy. and like the action in it is so lame. And like I can't get past that. Like, as much as I love Debbie Reynolds and I love Halloween Town itself, the movie as a whole is like a pretty bad movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I put Halloween Town as four and i think as a kid you don't pick up on a lot of like the really like bad parts of the movie um i i can recognize that the plot isn't great it's really jumpy i don't think the villain's great i think really debbie reynolds is like the one saving thing in that movie for me and the halloween town um like the town itself is still cool as an adult but yeah it's just it's really weird it actually feels like it goes by really quickly and then all of a sudden the movie's over and it's like, it doesn't feel like there's much of a payoff at all there. Yeah. I also put Halloween town as number four. I agree. I think it's comes across as really cheesy at times, really corny, but I think it has this really, it's very charismatic. It's got this like charm to it. And I think they really did a good job of capturing the Halloween feel for children like in a way that's not too scary that's not too creepy but it like encapsulates Halloween like I love the set I think the set's really cool of Halloween Town and yeah the plot's not great and the characters aren't super great but like Debbie Reynolds is is the grandma is fantastic it just like it has charm and chocolate bars so (laughs) you can't go wrong yeah um
1: so number 4, I actually put The Nightmare Before Christmas as number 4 mostly just based on the plot. Like I don't find the plot super interesting. Like the music is great, the animation is amazing. Like it's a good movie, but I just am not that intrigued by the plot of it and like it kind of bored me while I was watching it. Like I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV before. I have watched through the whole movie before, but like I feel like I like it better if I, like, come in halfway through or something like that. Like, watching the Mm -hmm. whole movie start to finish, I was just kind of bored. So, but yeah, it's definitely, like, great Halloween vibes in that movie, but just not my favorite.
0: Yeah, number three, I did uh, Beetlejuice. And I think it's probably the most, like, star-studded cast and, like, maybe one of the best acted movies out of all of these what bothers me about it is something with the I don't know if it's the story or the plot there's something about it where I was watching it yesterday and I kept having to pause and like get up and go like like grab water or something and I don't know why I don't know what it is about the movie that I couldn't just sit there and watch it all the way through but there's just something to me that was like missing and maybe it's because the villains only in like 15 minutes of it maybe that's why it bothers me but I think at times it just got like slow so I also put Beetlejuice as number three. I think for like the the vibe and the act, like, yeah, I agree. It's superstar studded. I think it's really well acted. I like all, like a lot of the characters in the movie. I think maybe what the disconnect is, is maybe because it's so old, like because it's from the eighties maybe. And I don't know if it's just because of the, the humor, like if like the humor and like the stylistic choices of the characters, like maybe don't, necessarily work now or don't connect to you now because like for instance like Fierce Bueller is like Mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies of all time which is also in the 80s and and that humor like I think really holds up and so I wonder if maybe just the stylistic choices from the time period like don't work as well
1: um
0: because I I kind of have the same thing where I was like I feel like I should like this more but I I like it I think it's a good movie I just like I don't love it
1: I also had Beetlejuice as number 3. It's a resounding oh. third place. 3's <laughs> all around. Yeah, I like it. It's a it's a fine movie. It's got like good spooky elements. I actually really like the plot. I think it's mm. clever. I think it's cute. I also like think like the main couple is really cute together. Like it's really well acted. Um yeah, something about it just like rubs me the wrong way though. It might be that it's outdated. Like there's a lot of it that like kind of just throws me off like all of Mm -hmm. beetlejuice's humor honestly like really just like i just don't love it so yeah that's why it doesn't rank higher but it's like a good great halloween movie
0: um number two i would i'll say nightmare before christmas and i don't think that out of all these movies i don't think it's the best plot i don't think it's the best story but to me it's the most visually appealing and it's the one that brings me like the most sense of, like, Halloween themes and elements. And so, because it was, like, a Halloween ranking, I was, like, I don't feel like I can put it low, even though I don't know if it's my favorite movie plot-wise. Um, it's not one of those movies that I would sit down and watch all the time. Like, maybe around Halloween I would watch it once every couple years. But I give it props for the style they went with and how they were able to like really get that feeling of Halloween in like a stop motion film. Yeah. So Hannah and I have the same ranking throughout all of them. Of course, what a surprise. I also have Nightmare for Christmas is number two. I think the thing for me is one, I love musicals. I love musical movies. So I love the the musical elements and visually, I think it's so different. Like, this is the only animated um, Halloween movie we did. I know there are others that exist. I've never seen Coraline. I'd like to see Coraline, though, because it's kind of a similar, like, stop-motion-y-esque movie. I really like that style. I think it works really well for Halloween because you can make these things you can't make in real life. You can make these characters and these models, and visually it is a really cool thing and really embodies Halloween. I do think there's some issues with the pacing. Like I think we talked about it gets kind of slow in the middle and there's like the music isn't as good in the middle. But I think it's really well done. And there's a reason why people love it. And it's a cult classic.
1: So sorry, guys, that you hate this movie so much. But I put number two as Haunted Mansion. I personally really like it. I think I like the comedy style in the movie maybe more than you guys do. That's what I really like about it. I think it has the most compelling plot out of all of them. And like the most happens, like the most action, I feel like maybe not as much as my number one that I think we all have as the same. movie. But yeah, of like all the other four, I think it's like the most interesting movie and it's like the most recent. So maybe that's part of it is like the special effects are actually like pretty good in the movie. And I don't know. I like Eddie Murphy. So yeah, I'm a big Haunted Mansion fan. I've seen it many times, so maybe that's also, like, my nostalgia, as I really like that movie.
0: I was gonna say, because we've both only seen it, as far as I know, in theaters, and so it's it's interesting because I, di- I did like it more than I remember liking it, but I, th- I think it's, like, one of those things where if I had watched that movie a bunch, I probably would have put it higher. You know, that's why it's interesting to do like have guests because you can see me and Alyssa, our rankings always end up similar because we grew up together. So we like, we're surrounded by the same things. Yeah. I, like, I think
1: you, yeah. I think it's one of those movies where you have to watch it multiple times to like catch
0: everything in it. Yeah. Like, I just, I really like it. I was really shocked when you said, like, that's the newest movie. Like, Haunted Mansion is the, like, as of 2003, is the most modern Halloween movie that we're doing on this list. And I wonder if they just don't make, like, non-scary Halloween movies anymore. Like, because all the ones that are coming out are, like, um, there's a new Scream coming out. There's a new Halloween, like, the, the Michael Myers series coming out. I think they do a lot of horror now. I don't really think they do this kind of, like, fun halloween thing that they used to do in like the 90s
1: i agree that is interesting that
0: that is the current the most current movie that we did was from 2003
1: yeah which is like sad it's like something they should do more because i think it would be like a big Mm -hmm.
0: hit yeah um yeah number one i think we all have hocus pocus i just think it embodies halloween and it's it's fun it's nostalgic it's It's just like one of those movies where I can watch it every year and it never gets old to me. Um, I notice different things every year that I never noticed before. And I think it doesn't take itself seriously. It knows knows what it is as a movie. And I think that it really works for them because they, they committed to it. And the cast is really good. Characters, I think the kid characters are good, which is one of those things that kind of drags down movies for me sometimes. It's just overall like a really well done movie. Yeah I think maybe the reason it didn't do well when it aired is that it's kind of like almost ahead of its time in a way like because it doesn't take itself very seriously and it has this kind of like comedic element where there is some like kind of scary elements but on the whole it just kind of feels very like Halloween themed and I'm glad it's a cult classic like it's great that people came back to it and you know recognize like how good it is and how well it works it's it's super fun we get like a talking cat like you know sabrina the teenage witch salem i love that the the sanderson sisters are great like they're fantastic characters i think on, on a whole it's that's why it's my favorite i think it has all of the elements from how many movies that i like and does it the best
1: mm-hmm yeah, same here. Hocus Pocus was my number one, which I knew going into this that it would be my number one mm. for I, sure. So yeah, I did as well. But yeah, it's got great characters, great acting, great costumes. Like every it like embodies Halloween perfectly and just gets you in like such a happy mood. Like that's my favorite thing about Halloween is like the fun part, like the fun costumes, like Things can be goofy and it's fine. Like everything you guys said, great movie. We did it.
0: Oh, it. <laughs> Woo. We made it. We made it. We got through it. <laughs> okay. Should we recap our rankings? Yes, yeah. Yeah. We well, can... Oh, look at look at Abby being, oh, <laughs> being no, better than we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for my villains, number five, I have Calabar, then Ramsley, the Sanderson sisters. Beetlejuice, and then number one, I have Oogie Boogie. For my movie rankings, I have number five is Haunted Mansion, Halloween Town, Beetlejuice, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and then number one, I have Hocus Pocus.
1: Um, so my villains, my number five villain is Jack Skellington slash Oogie Boogie debate's still out on who's the actual villain um number four is Beetlejuice number three is Calabar number two is the Sanderson sisters and number one is Ramsley and then for my movies um number five was Halloween Town number four was Nightmare Before Christmas number three is Beetlejuice number two is Haunted Mansion number one is Hocus Pocus
0: All right, and then My Villains, I had five, is uh, Oogie Boogie Man, four Calabar, three Beetlejuice, two Ramsley, one Sanderson Sisters. Movies, I had five, Haunted Mansion, Halloween Town, Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas, and number one, Hocus Pocus. She put a spell on all of us. Yeah, she She did. did. (laughs) She put a spell on you. (laughs) I love that song i do too it's great i was so excited i was like oh my god it's coming up like it's ready yeah that that's halloween movies that's halloween thank you for being here we're very Mm -hmm. excited to have you we i know we talked about this a couple months ago we wanted to have you on to do something and we were like oh well you guys both have halloween birthdays at the same day so and the episode will come out on that day so we should do something yeah it was perfect (laughs) fun times it's yes. like an early birthday gift to us it really <laughs> yeah is.
1: i loved the practice run of the costumes
0: yeah. yes <laughs> yes <laughs> honestly i want to do like every year now when like we have to do a halloween themed episode every year and i want to dress up as something <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. It's, it's fun yeah but yeah we um we have our social media sites on instagram and twitter and email you can send us whatever you want if you have any feedback
1: if there's any other haunted mansion lovers out there, I'd love to
0: have you join my club over here. Yeah. <laughs> let, we'll let Abby know if there's any loyal yeah. fans to Haunted Mansion. Any loyal haunted mansion fans. They're out there somewhere. There has to be more. Yeah. It's not just me. Yeah. I'm just Abby. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back next week with a new episode. We have not thought through anything except for one thing for November. So We're, like, we're going to have to really brainstorm this weekend. I don't know what's going to come to you, but it'll be something fun, as always. Yep. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching Research Rank Repeat.